As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just the trio of feathery brethren, weathering any season to see the Eagles eat teams like Scrammy's top with cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bo Sheila and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins. Till Zach runs off with his valet keys, he's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Sheila and Zach coming at you with steps. Things flapping their wings. Just on. Next, you know, they can be like bathing suits. One day, you know, one <laughs> Finish it up. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta take them off. What the hell? What they show is, is revealing, but what they conceal is vital, right? So. <laughs> This episode is presented by BetMGM, the exclusive betting partner of The Athletic. Sign up at betmgm.com using the promo code THEATHLETICPOD. Well, hello, everybody. And welcome to the post-game edition of Birds with Friends, Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, and all of our family here to talk about the Eagles' 33-18 victory led by Gardner Minshew over the New York Jets. Zach, I will start with the first important question to you, and that is, is there a quarterback controversy here in Philadelphia? Am I answering it in a Louisiana accent or in a Philadelphia accent? Answer in whatever you think is the most authentic voice for you to have. <laughs> so I believe in authenticity, so I will answer it in a Philadelphia accent. I don't believe there is a quarterback controversy in that I take Nick Sirianni at his word that Jalen Hurts is the quarterback. I think um, both uh, publicly and behind the scenes, Nick has stood by that. That said, I think that there's a lot that Jalen Hurts can learn from the way Garden, from the way Gardner Minshew played today. And I also, I don't want to say it's a short leash on Jalen Hurts, but if Jalen Hurts plays the way he did last week in the stadium, when they return from the bye against Washington, it's not out of the line to say, should you have Minshew in there? Mm, well, let's take a look at the line. And Gardner <laughs> Minshew went 20 of 25 for 242 yards, 9.7 yards per attempt. That is the best yards per attempt of any quarterback for an Eagle in a game this season. 
He had two touchdowns, 133.7 quarterback rating. His EPA per drop back was 0.62. That is also the best that we have seen from an Eagle in a game this season. Uh, he had an A dot of 6.1. That is the second shortest we have seen from an Eagle in a game this season after uh, Jalen Hurts in that week one game. However, and it is a big however, and that is this Jets team is just atrocious. That is correct. And so balancing what we saw from Gardner Minshew versus what we may have seen from a healthy Jalen Hurts in this game is, I would say, precariously difficult. <laughs> I'm going to try to keep a straight face during this. You're doing a good job. And I think you have a better accent, frankly, than Brian Kelly does. Uh, yeah, no, you have to take the opponent into account. That said, you don't know how Jalen Hurts would have fared today. And the evidence we have to go off of is the way Jalen Hurts fared last week against the Giants. A better defense than the Jets, sure, but certainly not the 85 Bears. Uh, and I I thought in particular what stood out to me was you heard Jalen Hurts say this week what, what he learned from the Giants game. It's that expression that Shield doesn't like to say, or I shouldn't say doesn't like to say, that Shield says is a cliche. He's got a lot is, that he does not like. <laughs> which is – uh, you can't go broke making a profit, mm. right? I thought Minshew oh, was no. willing. It looks Minchu like my Wi-Fi is dropping out again. <laughs> we may have to switch to yours if uh, something ugly okay. happens. I, I think Minshew was was willing to take what was there. You saw the screen game was effective. You saw the the checkdowns were effective. Mm. Do we have to switch the mic to, to, to mine? Or? I I reckon we might might could okay. do. Okay. Uh, Maybe we'll, uh, we'll we'll hope that this follows through for a little bit longer. Otherwise, we may have to switch. Uh, why don't you sign on on Streamyard? <laughs> let's, Mar let's Marissa, you tell me what we should do. Let's get Zach connected before we disconnect. She and then says, "Let's get we'll Zach switch connected over. before okay. we disconnect. Then we'll be able to switch over Perfect. after that." Perfect. Okay. So, Marissa, how are you? <laughs> I'm over here cracking up. I your your accent is incredible. Love the commitment to the bit. It's great. <laughs> uh, Marissa, while Zach sets this up, why don't you tell us who you think should be the next head basketball coach Ooh, like at the one. University of Maryland? Honestly, I don't know. I'm interested in hearing Zach's opinion on that. You know, he's she wants got to know all the coaching think. news. I, um, I trust I trust Marissa's judgment. He I don't know. I was, judge, but my first was, call would be Nate Oates. Mm. Okay. I was very Zach. Were you very uh, well, surprised that this happened easy. when this? Your mic. What did you say, Marissa? I said I, <laughs> I can't take this seriously. <laughs> I was very surprised this happened in this fashion. I mean, Marissa said she around. is a mighty surprise it happened in a fashion as it did. <laughs> is my surprise about what? That it happened as it did. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I, I think uh, Maryland fans. I don't want to say they have an unrealistic expectation it's because it is, in my eyes, one of the great basketball programs in the, or, could, or should be one of the great basketball programs in the country. Uh, but I think Turgeon's a good coach, although the fit never really seemed to make sense. And they should never have left the Big Ten. Uh, they should have never have left the ACC. For well, the that I do agree with. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was hoping it's interesting because here in MetLife Stadium, where we have been for the past two Sundays, you would think it would be the same Wi-Fi, but it's actually, this is Jets-free Wi-Fi. And I had been wondering and pondering if that meant that it was the same Wi-Fi, but with 
a rename every week or if it's an actual different Wi-Fi that they turn on and on off. and off. And I do not have that answer. We're Zach, good to go. Oh. Okay, I'm going to need Bo to get a little uh, closer okay. to the mic. So let me, if, if I can uh, move on to opinion okay. a little bit now. Okay. Uh, my, my take here is Gardner Minshew did what he needed to do in this game. I was not necessarily blown away by the Gardner Minshew performance. I thought that this uh, offensive result, impressive as it was, I do not believe they punted until they did at the very end of the game. Uh, I did not believe that this was much more than a New York Jets team that is among the very worst in the league. Uh, the offensive line was very good. We saw, you know, you saw uh, the running game was not quite as impressive as it would have been with Jalen Hurts, obviously, because there was not the threat of Jalen Hurts to run, but the passing game was different. But, you know, it's not like uh, Ghana Minshew throwing a bunch of screens is the answer for this team moving forward. And if we think that the goal is to find a quarterback, even if you don't believe that it's going to be Jalen Hurts long term, we already know that Gardner Minshew is not a franchise quarterback. The man has been, I agree. He lost out on a, a job to Jake Luton. So uh, let's not let's not pretend that he is the long term answer. I think, as you said, maybe this is an opportunity for Jalen Hurts to watch from the sideline and learn some things. But uh, I do not believe that this is a true quarterback controversy. Well, I think Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than, than Gardner Minshew. Uh, and I would rather have Jalen Hurts as the quarterback. That said, my biggest criticism of Jalen, I've said this since training camp, is the ball hits the ground too much. We saw that last week against the Giants. And he was, he was what, 43% last week? As a passer, 44. That is not good. And <laughs> uh, Minshew was 80% today, 20 of 25. Complete, he, was, he completed his first 12 passes, I think, or first uh, – before he 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 had really he he just had to throw it away. I I think that is something that the Eagles needed. That their ability to sustain drives jumped out to me. They didn't punt the ball like you said until under two minutes to go. They scored points on their first seven drives. There were things they needed to do better. They settled for too many field goals. They didn't have that many explosive plays in the passing game. I didn't think the running game was as bad as you said. Miles Sanders was what over five yards per carry. Kenny Gainwell four and a half yards per carry. You didn't well, have. If the I can be rushing. pedantic, Miles Sanders was twenty-four carries for one hundred twenty yards. That is precisely five okay. yards per carry, not over. Five okay. Yards yes. Carry. Thank you. Well, he's at, he he's at five yards a carry. You didn't have the quarterback running, so you weren't over two hundred rushing yards. But I I think you would take. What were they? 185 rushing yards is nothing to to sneeze at. Yes. Sorry. You can see all my text messages. That's all right. (laughs) I'm sure she's talking about my ridiculous accent. (laughs) No, she's not. She's not. Uh, I don't remember (laughs) what I was about to say. We were talking about the uh, running game. So I I actually, when you said the running game wasn't as good, I didn't think the running game was problematic today. I I don't think Minshew set the world on fire. I wouldn't say problematic. But I I, I thought that – that we have said throughout the season, well, well, before they went on this on this run, so middle of the season, when we were talking about the possibility of a quarterback change, that you'd be curious to see what this offense looked like with a different quarterback. And I think we saw that. And frankly, I liked what I saw. Now, you have to take the Jets into account. But overall, I liked what I saw. I think – I think more than anything else about Gardner Minshew, this was 
a peek at uh, Nick Sirianni and maybe the the type of offense he would run if he did not have mm-hmm. a Jalen Hurts at quarterback. And and to that point, again, taking into account the the, the level of opponent, I thought it was uh, a mighty fine offensive yeah. performance. And I, I I think what I really liked about Minshew's performance too, besides the efficiency, was the pocket movement. Uh, he he. Now, so that's interesting, though, because I'm not so sure that I agree. I, I thought he has good pocket presence. He can sense when where the pressure is coming. He can slide in the pocket. Uh, he had the touchdown pass to Goddard. He 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 moved the pocket right. Play action pressure was coming. Moved the pocket. Threw a catchable pass to Goddard. Again, I, I don't want to overstate this. I don't want to make it seem like Minshew's the answer or Minshew's spectacular or Minshew's better than Hurts. But I think there are things that Minshew does that are better than Hurts. That this all or that Hurts needs to improve upon that would really help this offense, in particular the offensive efficiency. See the pocket movement. There, I suppose there were times when he stepped up in the pocket that uh, maybe Jalen Hurts might not have done. But there were also times in this game I thought Gardner Minshew fled the pocket when he did not need mm-hmm. to, and it was the type of play that if it was Jalen Hurts on those plays, he would have been castigated and uh, drawn down by certain segments of the fan base for leaving the pocket in those plays. I've seen some people saying that Gardner Minshew was more accurate than Jalen Hurts in this game, and I do not agree with that either necessarily. Mm -hmm. There were several plays when he threw the ball behind receivers. They just happened to be so wide open that it was still a completion. Go back and watch the tape on that one. What I thought was the difference, uh, if there was one, was in just uh, the quickness of the Mm decision-making and moving from one read to another and the you might think that Jalen Hurts is maybe one read two read and go whereas Gardner Minshew is more one read two read okay where's my running back Hmm. and uh I that's a good way of putting it I think that I think that Jalen Hurts maybe it it's hard to say that he doesn't already know that he can read quicker he he knows that that's a thing that he should do however seeing it in practice maybe that is something that infuses itself into his game moving forward. So I'll say I'm having a bit of a hard time here, okay? Because as am I. I'm trying to have a serious like Eagles conversation with while keeping a straight face. I also I'm uh, just a humble servant of the organization. <laughs> I'm assuming by the way I haven't our, even won all my games yet. I'm assuming our, our listeners understand what you are doing here, correct? I don't know. Are okay. they are they familiar <laughs> with my family? <laughs> so I, I don't feel I need to explain it, but for in in uh, the rare case, or I shouldn't even say the rare case, with the possibility that someone's tuning in either via video or on their on their ride to work on Monday morning, and they're wondering why Bo is talking that way, uh, we should at, at least fill them in, which is... This is my normal accent. <laughs> this is the way that I talk and have talked forever. Bo is, is, uh, is pretending that he's Brian Kelly. And... Uh, Bo actually shares some similarities with Brian Kelly, but um, <laughs> now that is the meanest thing I've ever heard you say about me. Well, what is the left guard's name for the? Oh, I'm sorry, the right guard's name for the New York Jets? Oh uh, well, him is a uh, a mighty fine player, a mighty fine <laughs> human being, and a player who I have been familiar with dating back to his time at the East West Shrine game in St. Petersburg, Florida, uh, oh, I'd say about 2012 or so. And he's a player 
who went there with without much fanfare at all and back on the show Eagles Beakley that I used to be on. Mm -hmm. We talked about this player from Canada coming down and impressing everybody. And he goes by the name of Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. <laughs> Which you nail the accent much better than Brian Kelly nails the accent. But basically what you're trying to do is assimilate into a culture. When you say that, right? You're trying to no, sound like... I disagree. I'm trying to pronounce his name as it is cor as it is correctly pronounced where he's from. You're you're trying to sound like, uh, you know, you just had... You just had a hot dog and fries at Lafleur's. Sounds delicious. <laughs> that is delicious. That is delicious. Or, or uh, you know, I, 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 I can go on with the other Montreal landmarks that I like. But anyways, Big Eagles win, we should discuss. Yes. Well, and to that point, we are recording You're, you're keeping this. it going? <laughs> you know, it's almost past the point of no return, okay. I, might, I might reckon. What do you think? I, I feel like I've come this far. I'm not so sure I can go back. <laughs> I'm not so sure I'll ever have my <laughs> regular voice again. I don't know if I'll remember how to talk. Uh, so, that was a weird one. Uh, to the point, right now, Washington and Las Vegas playing out in uh, the city of sin, 7-6 for the football team lead. But if they lose that game, if the Las Vegas Raiders come through with a victory the eagles will be in the playoffs as they enter the bye a time a time for them to get healthy mm -hmm. we should say just news wise moving up front nick sirianni said jalen hurts is his quarterback yes. moving forward and he said his expectation is that jalen hurts will be ready to play in two weeks so he would not make any kind of promise yes I, look i'd be surprised if jalen hurts is not ready to play in two weeks he was questionable going what do into you make game. about the whole the way that everything happened this it's week, great. Look, beyond just what happened in the game, you know, Jalen Hurts says on Wednesday, I'm playing, let's yeah. get this over with. And then the news comes out, credit to Derek Gunn for reporting Absolutely. it uh, before everybody else. And then everybody, all these national reporters say, well, it's not official. They're going to give him a chance. And then they say it's official. How about we just take Derek Gunn at his word? He's the one who reported it. Absolutely. Credit to D. Gunn. And... Apologies, frankly, to our, our our readers and our and our, our listeners. I wrote a story Wednesday night, basically saying Hertz is going to go. He said it. I took the man at his word. It took him at his word. You can't be faulted for that. Thursday's podcast, uh, we talked about it. Like Hertz is going. Possibility that just sandbagged us on Super Soulcast, right? So you got two points just for <laughs> Jalen so, Hertz not playing. So no, I apologize to our audience uh, because. You know, I I take pride in the truth, and I I, I misdirected you there. Well, the truth shall set you free, Zach. <laughs> but I I I will say that it is. You know, look, I I don't think Hertz was trying to mislead anybody. I I don't think it was gamesmanship on Hertz's part. I think Hertz thought he was going to play, and clearly uh, later in the week, either he didn't progress the way they 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 wanted to, or they didn't think he could play the way he thought. Well, I, I walked out of Friday's press conference and I, I was with you and I was I thought Friday's press conference was very curious because Sirianni. Like he he kept saying that it's unknown and I didn't think he was doing it for show. I thought Sirianni genuinely like there were certain I, 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 I did not think then that Jalen got the green light. So the fact that uh, it went into the weekend with him being questionable, I found that to be interesting. And uh I, but I can't imagine he's not healthy enough to play in two weeks. 
it is it would be hard to believe that would be the case considering you know he was a game time decision and he was on his feet the whole game by the way he was yeah he was on the sideline i noticed uh late in the game nate herbig comes in for jason kelsey and as he's wont to do sails a snap all the way uh down to mobile and i do declare that on the sideline Jalen Hurts was talking to Nate Herbig, making him feel better, saying, we need you, big fella. We can't lose you. Is that what he said? We got to keep you in the game. <laughs> so Jason Kelsey's injury is important to monitor because he was in pain. He was down. Um, now he was in pain last week, and he, and he came back in. Uh, I saw the Inquirer's Jeff McLean say that he was spotted after the game in a walking boot. Um, mm. I, I did not see Jason walking after, after after the game. So uh, that, that's interesting. The bye is coming at a good time, obviously, for Kelsey. Miles Sanders, who had a career high in rushes today, and near career high in yards, 24 carries, 120 yards. Injured his ankle again, couldn't finish the game. Uh, bye is coming at a good time for him. Elsewhere on the injuries, Steven Nelson and Patrick Johnson both left the game with injuries. I was actually listening to the broadcast when that nice. became official. And uh, the sideline reporter was just like a big loss for the Eagles defense. Patrick Johnson is – and uh, but it was also Steven Nelson in there. But I think Patrick Johnson – I was I was thinking, yeah, I guess that means more Jannard Avery, right? Hmm. But um, overall – Nobody nobody needs more Jannard Avery. <laughs> but uh, overall, yeah, it's a cliche to say buys coming at a good time. There, there's never like a – Bad time to have a bye, I, I suppose. Except 2016, they started the season like three and zero or three and one, maybe, and they had a bye then. Um, it was it was too early, uh, but this is the latest a bye has ever been. I can't imagine that we'll ever have a bye this late again. I got to think this is a scheduling quirk the NFL might look into, but uh, it's coming. They'll they'll be healthier when they return. Then they have four NFC East games and and. I believe if Washington loses, and and you said this, right, the Eagles would be the seventh seed at the end of the day. That's correct. So uh, they're right in the thick of the wild card race. That is uh, absolutely correct. And, of course, on the other side of the bye, they will be playing Tyler, Taylor Heineke and that Washington football team. Uh, I see a lot of uh, I see a lot of guff in the comments. People, Some people in favor of the accent, some people uh, very, very upset. And uh, to that, I say, I do not care. <laughs> if you do not like it, you may go to hell. There are other things for you to watch. Uh, however, I will declare that I feel like after the ad break, I may return to my normal voice. I was actually complimenting you. Oh, I compliment you often, but I was complimenting you to my wife recently where uh -oh. I, I, I said, I, I really respect your like your confidence when it comes to to uh, you know, either either commenters or co like you're the type of of, of person who if, if someone uh, doesn't like something you say on here or doesn't like something you write, you're like that's your problem, right? <laughs> like like f you, you know. Uh, whereas I I tend to internalize it. And, um, there are like twenty beat writers covering the Eagles. If you want <laughs> to find it somewhere else, by all means. <laughs> You won't get as good coverage <laughs> as you would at the athletic, but uh, good riddance and bless your soul. Uh, all right, Zach, uh, we've got a lot to talk to. The, uh, the the defense I thought was 
an abomination in the first half. We can get to that on the other side of the ad break. Uh, we can talk a little bit more about the running game. I thought it was an impressive performance by Miles Sanders, considering everything that he was playing through um, and all of that good stuff. But uh, before we do that, is there anything else about the quarterback? I know we will talk more about the quarterbacks, but, uh, you know, you said it might be reasonable to think that if Jalen Hurts comes out and plays in week 15 as he did against the Giants, do you think that this is the kind of thing that uh, that could subsume this team? Is there a possibility you could see Jalen Hurts getting benched at any point? I think it would take a lot for that to happen. I don't think it would subsume the coach or the team. I think it would the city, right? Like, I think if – Well, it is perfectly timed <laughs> because you've got the bye. We've yeah. got now two weeks of rabble-rousing all mm -hmm. over the place. I think uh, this is – look, I – I, I hear people say that the media tries to make things a quarterback controversy. I'm not trying to make anything a quarterback controversy. I'm just telling you from covering this team for 10 years, for growing up in this city, uh, when the backup quarterback comes in the week after the starting quarterback had the worst game of his career, okay, uh, now it's a short career, but the worst game of the season, and the backup quarterback does things differently, in some cases better, then I don't think it's unreasonable if a fan says, I like the way this offense looks with Gardner Minshew. I would prefer Jalen Hurts out there. I think Sirianni would prefer Jalen Hurts out there. But how many 47% passing games can you see in these in these last four games? Um, and, and and that's what I'm I'm real curious to see. So I, I don't think in Nick Sirianni's mind there's there's uh, vacillation here. I, I I don't think it's the type of thing where he's going back and forth on it. But I do think that another bad passing performance you need to say like they need to be better at passing the ball and however that comes it's something they must look at all right well uh that will send us indeed to our first commercial break let's hear from some of our very valued sponsors and for all of you listening thank you once again for making me the head football coach at louisiana state looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Well, this isn't good. We lost <laughs> This is the joys of live streaming. I'm left alone. <laughs> you guys are killing me. We're back on mine. We're back on mine. Zach's oh, God. Uh, I'm like beat red over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Uh, we'll like, see great. if my Wi-Fi holds up. <laughs> I was about to start talking through the end of this Raiders-Washington uh, football team game. I'm sure whatever you were doing was much better than than what we were doing for that I first was just segment. scrambling. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I guess we are back on. Okay. Uh, Thank God. And Bo is back. 
Wow. Yeah. So, so this is not going to hold up for very long. This is going to be I know, until, until my Wi-Fi Kelly. drops out. I think you have we too lost, many tabs open. We lost Brian Kelly I've in the process. I've always got too many tabs open. Would you consider closing tabs? Would I consider uh, – this is not that many tabs. I mean, I've got a lot of tabs open I'd for say sure. Antonio Gibson touchdown, so Washington football team looks like they uh, – Oh. Well, Washington, there's 13 minutes left, so. Washington takes a 14-6 lead. Yeah. Uh, on Las Vegas, so they will be uh, if they win that game, they'll still have the uh, wild card spot over the Eagles. Okay, L- let's talk a little bit about the defense, Zach, because I mean it was pathetic in the first half. Uh, the the Jets scored touchdowns in their first three drives. Now the first drive was a short one after Braxton Berrios returns the ball all the way to the twenty one, which seemed like a very dramatic result for Super Sorecasting, but uh, she ended up getting those anyway. You were actually. Uh, for someone who didn't know what was going on, they'd be like, this guy really has a vested interest in the spot of this ball. Yeah, because it was originally spotted at the 19, yes. and then it was moved back to the 21. It was like a, it was it was perfect drama. Uh, but, you know, the, this Jets offense under Zach Wilson has been putrid. And for them to let up touchdowns on three straight drives, including two that were like long drives, was really embarrassing, I thought. Sure. I excuse me. I agree with you there. I, I thought that defense really struggled early on. I, I didn't think they got enough pressure. I certainly didn't think the coverage held up. There were blown coverages because you know you had the, the fourth and goal at the one where Ryan Griffin was 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 wide open. Um, yeah, I I, I did yeah, not. And, think, then the, and then the touchdown that followed was a yes. guy who was wide open. Yeah. So I I thought that, but but then I I do think the defense stabilized thereafter. They did not allow any points after the second quarter. Marcus Epps had that interception, which essentially sealed the game. But, no, I I thought the first half was bad. And I I thought, in particular, when this defense gets pressure, it changes everything. And they they were not getting pressure on on Zach Wilson. Yeah, I mean, they should have gotten more pressure. That Jets offensive line stinks. Absolutely. I agree. Except for the right guard, the left guard. Yeah, but he left the game, (laughs) unfortunately. Uh, let me pull up some of the uh, some of the stats here. I can pull it up on my computer if you want, and that will okay. alleviate some of the. Uh... Okay, fair enough. Um, so, well, you got them or what? I got them right here. <laughs> okay, you pull them what? up. Oh yeah, right here. What's that? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, it's hard for me to do it on your computer. Okay. Okay. Uh, so Zach Wilson, twenty-three of thirty-eight. For 226 yards, 5.9 yards per attempt, not very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had that interception. That was an ugly one. Uh, nice play by Marcus Epps that was thrown right to him. Uh, but, you know, if early we want in this to know game, more about Marcus Epps' personality, what can we do? Well, you might want to just check my Twitter feed because there's a great feature on there that dives deep into uh, into Marcus Epps. And then while you're there, read about uh, Vinnie Curry's shoe collection. Please do. Vinnie Curry on the you – know, uh, is, is he still right. on the Jets roster, basically? I think so. Yeah. I think they carry him on IR. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, so it, early in this game, that it was like uh, it was like the the Eagles were daring the de- the Jets to pass the ball. They were staying in base even when the um, the Jets had three receivers on the field. Like mm-hmm. there was a you know there was that third down where Jannard Avery is covering Jamison Crowder one on one, and you know knowing how dangerous Jamison Crowder is, what a what a mismatch that is. But but but, but the interesting and it didn't thing- work because they they were even when they were passing the ball to success and they were running the ball even yeah. in the, against those heavier boxes. So it was, uh, it was really ugly for those first three, first three drives. It's funny. Cause when, if, if I was Jonathan Gannon going against the jets, I wouldn't be worried about them running on me. Yeah. Right? Like I, I would say, all right, if you want to run on me, like I, I, I think they're, 
talent. They have, they have more talent at wide receiver than at running back. Their offensive line is not particularly good. I would be like, all right, if, if you want to try to run with – well, I'm a, I, I liked Tevin Coleman a few years ago. Not necessarily mm. as much now. Um, their best running backs hurt, Mike Carter. So I I, I would think that uh, that I would make sure Elijah Moore and Jameson Crowder and Corey Davis aren't beating you. What's your Zach Wilson take? Not a fan of I, I mean <laughs> oh yeah wow. not impressed with him as not a, as a human I don't know him as a human okay can we potentially block the TV or turn the screen someone said you uh, okay. okay um yeah, we can probably turn it yes. off yes let me sit here well uh. My Zach Wilson take is like, why is he throwing the ball so hard? Like on these on these little short passes, uh, he's doing he, he's just firing these balls. No no touch. No, he's all all gas, no break. We might just have to angle this. Okay, well that's fine. Give me a sec here. You 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 give me your Zach Wilson take. I'll see what okay. I can do here. Okay. Um, my Zach Wilson take. Sorry, this is. I apologize for the way this is going here. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Zach, uh, I, I thought Zach Wilson could have done more to take advantage of the Eagles defense. Didn't do it. I, I don't think that he brings, um, he has a good arm. We, we know that <laughs> I'm reading people's suggestion. Uh, but I think in terms of accuracy, in terms of timing, uh, he wasn't doing enough there. Jason's saying probably center screen, Bo. Nope. Maybe there's a remote somewhere. So is is the issue that when you're watching on 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 YouTube, we can't you, we can't be showing another another broadcast. Come on! Oh oh oh! Okay. Look at that. This is this go. is incredible. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I know I say this many times, but no, like, where else? Where Marissa? else can you get this content? Like, yeah, I mean, this is as good as it gets. It's really as good as it gets. Like, <laughs> I should have just punched it. This is amazing. So, <laughs> uh, okay, right, yeah, Zach th- Wilson. Yeah, I think Zach Wilson. Well, what's your take on Zach Wilson, Marissa? Um, I think you guys are the experts. I'll leave it to you. <laughs> what's what's the feel? What's the what's the do. feeling within the Jets fan base? Um, I don't, I don't think that well. Um, you know, I like. Oh, you think great? Don't, don't sell yourself short. I think I think there's been a lot of concern over these draft picks over the last few years. And Zach Wilson was supposed to be like the guy. And mm. uh, I think there's some heat on Joe Douglas lately and and the the pick selection over the past few years with the Jets. For sure. She says she says Joe Joe Douglas's feet are, are <laughs> being held over the coals. By whom? By the well, Jets fans. I, I, I mean, know. I think Bo exaggerated that a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> you can tell Zach that. But she uh, says I'm exaggerating. <laughs> but I do think there, you know, Zach. You can't Wilson believe was, that would ever happen. Zach Wilson was supposed to erase a lot of these question marks, and I don't think, in the eyes of Jets fans, he has so far. I have a, uh, I have a grouse. It's been a lot. You know, people. Somebody reminded me I haven't done the grouse in a while, and uh, so I, I'm going to give my Oscar the grouse, uh, garbage player in this game, uh, to Wayne Krebet. And uh, Wayne Krebet in the Jets Ring of Honor, and I just I find it um, I find it hard to believe. You can tell me where Wayne Krebet ranks in all these all the categories. He probably is first because he's been with the team for a while. I just I don't believe he would have had the longevity that he had with the Jets, or be highly as highly thought of as he is if he was not a little white guy. 
so he had one 1,000 yard receive. 1,000 yard season, and you get in the Ring of Honor. What are we doing here? Well, the Eagles aren't giving 87 to anybody, right? So, <laughs> I mean, I, I guess uh, the the way I, I guess he's the Brunswick. I think it's Jets just like the Jets have been so bad in the past 30 years that this they, they had to throw somebody in there. But I mean, what are we what are we doing here? Wayne Corbett, Ring well, of so Honor. So when I worked in New York, they made, made the AFC Championship game twice. I, I covered, I covered them in the AFC Championship game in uh, against the Steelers. That was a good Jets team. That was a fun Jets team. Yeah, I I, I told you like driving around the parking lot. I feel like the Jets have the lowest uh, ratio of uh, jerseys worn by their fans that are active players. Okay. Like I saw nothing but uh, Pennington and Revis and Glenn Foley and you know saw a Klecko, even a few Darnolds around. I think I saw a few Zach Wilsons. I saw one C.J. Mosley, one Elijah Moore, and one Fularunzu Fatukasi. That was really, the, yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's diehard right there. Uh, yeah, I mean, and not a sad big. state of affairs. Eagles twelve and zero all time against the New York Jets. Yeah, correct, correct. I, this is the third one I've covered. Hmm. Congratulations. Um, Are you worried about the defense? No. No, because their schedule is so bad, or no, because yeah. you trust Jonathan Gannon? No, because they are what I expect them to be. Look, I, I don't think they're the Well, don't let them off the hook. <laughs> There's a documentary coming out about that. Oh, really? Yeah. On just about that? About yeah. just that press conference? Yeah, it's just that press conference. It's, it feels like a... It's called Thanks Coach. Yeah. Is it a whole a whole documentary, or is it like a short? Well, it's like, a, I don't know. I, I mean, you know better than me. Is it's it about like, all press conferences or no, just that Dennis just Green? Just that press Dennis conference? Green one. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I do love that. I'll watch it. <laughs> so uh look, I I think this this defense for the most part is going to do just fine against mediocre quarterbacks, which is most of the rest of their schedule. They played bad in the first half. They still kept the Jets to 18 points. Now part of that was two missed extra points and a and field goal, but but they haven't allowed Double. I'm sorry. They haven't allowed over 20 points since what? Since the Chargers game? My, I can pull up their schedule right. Right here. Yeah. What do you make of the uh, the CJ Mosley talk that uh, the Eagles were disrespecting them that they didn't shake hands after the coin toss and that Fletcher Cox was laughing oh, well. at Robert Sala for uh, trying to challenge a play? So the Saints game, by the way, they allowed 29 points. Yeah. So okay. Great job. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I would like to ask Fletcher about it, honestly, to, f- to find out what. But from what I understand, Mosley was heated. Like, he kept coming back to that. So, I mean. I'm, I'm looking forward to reading the coverage from our outstanding Jets writer, Connor Hughes. I mean, if C.J. Mosley didn't want to deal with that, he shouldn't have signed with the Jets. Is that is that unfair? I don't think. I think he thought he was part of the changing culture at the time. Well, I mean, good luck. I mean, CTC, that bad boy, for sure. Absolutely. Get that money. But, Absolutely. Yeah. Off-ball uh, linebacker being paid. What, he got 80 I million? I feel like the not shaking hands after the after the, after the the coin toss must be some kind of misunderstanding. Like, you think the three captains are going to go out there and, like, purposely piss off the other team by <laughs> not shaking hands? Also, do they have, like, like bad Jason blood with the Kelsey, Jets? Jason Kelsey, Rodney yeah. McLeod, and, and yeah, do they Fletcher bad Cox blood are going to do that Jets? on purpose? I, I don't know. It's a good question. It feels and then little... he said he was laughing at. I I I know Fletcher does stuff like that during the game, laughing at Robert Sala complaining. But come on, I mean, I I I don't know the context of it. It's hard to say without me getting a chance to talk to Fletcher about it. 
Okay, fair enough. I'm sure Fletcher will go in depth on. I'm sure he'll call in to <laughs> yes. Birds of Friends later and let us know. Yeah. Uh, all right, why don't we uh, why don't we hit our second uh, commercial break and, and come back and figure out what else we have to talk about. All right, back on Birds with Friends. Uh, Swooper Sorecasting. As we talked about, Shield had a kickoff return. is stopped inside either team's 20-yard line. He, that first play of the game just barely missed, but he actually ended up getting it twice. Once when Jalen Rager just let the ball bounce at the one-yard line, thought it was going to go into the end zone. It didn't. Scrambled to pick it up. And then another time after that when Boston Scott replaced him, and he couldn't get it past the uh, 20. So uh, still just one point for Shield there. He had Jalen Rager has a touchdown or a catch run of 20 yards or more. Uh, Jalen Rager finished with one catch for seven yards and one uh, technically rush for zero yards. So uh, that one didn't hit. Tough loss. A Jets player named Elijah or Elijah is flagged for a penalty. Did not happen. And uh, Keelan Cole was on the uh, COVID list. So uh, Sheila gets one. I had uh, Devontae Smith has the most receiving yards in the game. That did not hit. Nick Sirianni did not, unfortunately, message or uh, mention Elijah Riley in the postgame press conference. However, Jake Elliott did have more extra points than Jalen Rager had receptions, so one point for me. And I don't believe we got to see the Quinnen and Quincy, William, Quincy Williams brothers as young kids on the broadcast, which meant that, Zach, the two points you had before – uh, kickoff even happened that Jalen Hurts would not turn the ball over and Gardner Minshew would take a snap. You hit the double, you pull within one of Shield with five games to go, four games to go, five games to go, four games, four games, four NFC's games, four games left, three at home. Wow, this is getting tight. Four games left, a one game lead for Shield and a two game lead for me. So I got to really get cranking. If I'm gonna uh, gonna make an effort here, what's it gonna uh, take for, for Shield? Thank you. What's it gonna take for Shield to come to the stadium one day? No, oh, I like this. Let's, let's, get, let's, let's, let's get the three of us. Let's go. Let's, let's go, the, Shield. I let's mean, get the three of us. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Well, I mean, if it's, I bet if it's week 18 and winning in, I bet he would come. Yeah. Uh, although, I mean, then he's got like look ahead to the first round of the playoffs as a senior national guy. I don't know. I feel like I, let's let's get this groundswell. From the listeners to get Shield to the stadium for for a game, I mean, come maybe climb down from his ivory tower for once and come join the people and actually watch a football game in person. Well, no, no, he's he's got a lot on his plate, so I don't. I'm sure he does, but I mean, that doesn't mean that he's too good for real live football. No, I, how I much just can think, you really analyze unless you can hear the crunching of the pads? You know? I thought our best post game pod in my time doing this was uh, after the the. Um, the Seahawks playoff game, the three of us together in the uh, we were in like where the coach where the executives sit. Remember that? I don't really remember it very okay. well. All right, what was the th- you you thought it was good because you also wrote a uh, an award winning uh, gamer. <laughs> I did not think it was good because of that, but I did write you uh, did. a story that game that yeah but that no I I thought got the, that hardware for that bad boy. No, I I thought the chemistry was good with the three of us in person. Okay. And we can add an element to it with yeah, the, the three of us haven't had a, had an in-person podcast and probably since then. Since then. Well, no, the, the combine. Combine, that's right. Yeah, the yeah, famous that's six nine, the six ballet nine. And yeah. yeah, that's all that's all good stuff. Yeah. It's true. It is the best. That is the best uh, best recipe. Um Dallas Goddard, career high, mm-hmm. 105 receiving yards, uh, six catches. That first touchdown drive was three catches by Dallas Goddard. Those were the only pass plays. Um 
I don't. Do you, did you think that that was a function of Gardner Minshew being the quarterback, or just uh, happened bad to defense. be what the yeah, what the game plan was today? Yeah, it's just the game plan. They got him. They they got the tight end screens going. He made a nice catch uh, for the touchdown, the first one where he basically broke it. He, he nice pushed play, the yeah. guy off. Uh, He's a that, big, strong, powerful man. At, yeah. At times. Got now. I didn't think they got Devontae in, involved enough, and maybe that has to do with with the way Minshew plays, right? Maybe he you know there gets was some weird stuff play. with Devontae in this game. Like um, he wasn't, he didn't play quite as many snaps as he normally does. Um, they had Rager like as a receiver in, in thirteen, which they, well, which they've done for a while, uh, for the past two or three weeks, and like Devontae was out on some of the twelve personnel plays. Uh, you know that one is that one nice play I thought they had when when he lined up in the backfield. Uh, that was an interesting new look. Something I'd like to see them do just to as a way to like get him more involved. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was he was sort of like not limping but like hobbling a little bit in mm-hmm. this game. I wonder if there's like it's interesting because you would think that everybody's calling for Jalen Rager to get uh, benched, but if there was some little pullback from the way that Devonte handled himself mm-hmm. at the end of that Giants game because. You know, Kelsey was asked about Devontae like as a leader, uh, yeah, in like a leading question type of way, and it was funny because he didn't take the bait at all and no. went the other way and saying that like uh, acting like he did at the end of that game is something that he'll like he won't be doing for a yeah. long time because uh, like he's he's just a young guy. I don't know. And I mean, I think Nick Sirianni, the way he grew up, like I. I, I I don't think he, you know he's a coach's son. You respect the coaches, right? Yeah, so. but he's also a receiver. So like you sure. know, receivers want the ball. True, true, true. I don't know if that was discipline or not. I don't know. It was weird. I but mean, so Devontae only had. I, I expected think, two a bigger game. He, he had four targets. Two catches for fifteen yards on four targets. Yeah. Look, I mean, and I think we need. Bad. I think at the end of every game, we need to look at the stat sheet, and his targets need to be in the like eight, nine, ten range. It can't be in the three, four, five range. Now they won this game. But even still, it's it, it, like you can just see by the distribution here. Kenny Gainwell, five targets, caught all five. Dallas Goddard, six targets, caught all six. Like uh, Wes Watkins, three for three, three for six. This is the way Minshew's playing is is that he's dumping it off. Um, now, yeah, it's Quez, interesting. So so three of Minshew's incompletions were to nobody. They were not. They were like yeah. throwaways. Yep. So the only person he threw to that he threw an incompletion to was two to Devontae Smith. Everybody else he was perfect to. You're right. that's, a, that's a good observation. Uh, Quez Watkins, he had that one catch on that third down when – look, I'm not a I'm not a coach, and Robert Sala has forgotten more football than I have, and he's had success calling defenses. For the life of me, I've never seen a team – Oh, yeah, you were all over that. You are like, what are they doing? It's like a goal line defense. <laughs> it's, like, it's like in Madden when you have, like, all you know, engage eight, everyone at the line or something, and then uh, – you know, all it takes is just to chuck the ball up. Now they had the safety drop. They did the Gannon thing. You know how 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 Gannon's like. I've seen teams disguise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The safety had, but like, but he he bails to the other side of the field, and then yeah. Quez comes across. And he's yeah, uh, I didn't understand the, the the formation there, and it cost them. And I thought that was maybe the type of play where, if it was Jalen Hurts, he might have tried to break the pocket instead mm-hmm. of instead of waiting a second. Yeah. For quest to come open and he put the ball up he put it he, he put air underneath it yeah to, to let quest get underneath so yeah i don't know i thought that was you seem down on, on Minshew, or, or you don't seem to have i'm be not buying down Minshew. on Minshew. i'm just like i'm not like what a performance like they played a terrible team he threw a bunch of screens 
and a bunch of checkdowns. Like, th- not that that's bad. Take what the defense gives you. But I was not like, this guy can do something that Jalen Hurts can't. Like, I don't know. He can complete more passes. Maybe. Jalen Hurts' best completion percentage this year was week one against the Falcons, 77%. Well, I mean, yeah, it's like this is the Steichen offense where you just all you care about is completion percentage. Yeah, and look, I'm not saying that's all I care about. I think they would have run for 300 yards in this game if Jalen Hurts was was a healthy quarterback. Maybe, but I don't know if they would have completed 80% of their passes. Well, yeah, who cares? Well, I care about incompletions. Incompletions are, are, are... Why? I thought all you cared about was points. I do, but I think inco- I think incompletions lead to the fewer points because you're going to have more stalled drives. You're going to have more. Well, yeah, but they, maybe they wouldn't have thrown the ball so much, so there wouldn't have been that many incompletions. I don't. I, I don't think their running game was problematic today. I don't think it was problematic. Like, I think, it frankly, was... they were what they were what they would be without Hertz's running. And I think if you just substitute Hertz's running for Gainwell's catching, because they're not having those the screen game as effective. Why not? When Hertz is out there, why couldn't they? For the reason you said, there are times when I shouldn't even say screen game dump offs. Yeah, uh, when Hertz is tucking the ball away instead of dumping okay. it off. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the same time, the two minute drill last week against the Giants, he hit Gainwell for three straight dump offs. I agree, and he said he should have been doing that. Okay. Throughout the game, I don't know. I just like uh, Gardner Minshew is a good backup quarterback to have. Sure. We are exactly. like we we have an answer on Gardner Minshew. I feel like. Yes, I agree. I'm 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 not saying I'm not saying Minshew's better. I'm just saying uh Hertz who said to me that Ooh, this is a flex. <laughs> he learns from everything, learns from every situation, learns from every encounter. I think if he's not watching this game and seeing specifically what he can learn from, then it's a lost opportunity. I think he needs to come back after the bye and needs to be a more efficient quarterback because the way he played against the Giants hurt them. Well, yeah, nobody's arguing that that's not the case. It was the worst game of his career, as you already said. Yes. But I also think, like, he's had eight games this year that were more impressive than what Minshew did today. Maybe that's overstating things. I mean, they've yeah, only maybe. had, that only is had, overstating that only had 12 yeah. games. But, yeah. I mean, I, I would say he has had s- several more impressive games than, than Minshew in this game. Yeah, look, I'd rather have Hurts as Minshew's quarterback fine. than Minshew. I'm not, exactly. I'm, not, I'm not disparaging Gardner Minshew. But look, I give a lot I'm of credit. I'm just not ready to grow a mustache and say, you know, that's my America quarterback. I give a lot of credit, though, to Howie Roseman in that, like, going to get Minshew. Because, look, I, I don't know if, if they win this game as handily with Flacco out there. I mean, I, I agree with that. Yeah. But then do you also take away credit for signing Flacco in the first <laughs> okay, place? fair. But... He made the trade, right? Like they, they, what Minshew gave you. To, I I said during the game, what Minshew gave you today is already better than the expected value of that draft. Totally. So, uh, yeah. So I still find that whole thing very bizarre. <laughs> very. Like, why? Why was he available for that price? I I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. It's a. Uh, it's very weird. And as I said, it's like it's con. It's it's uh, contrary to like what the supposed value was going to be of the Jalen Hurts pick when they made it. Like, because you've got this backup quarterback and that's so valuable. Yeah. And Gardner Minshew goes for a sixth with two years of control. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Agreed. Uh, Okay. Uh, Real quick, do you want to fill our listeners in on Jeff Stoutland? Because there was was a situation there. Yes. Uh, So Jeff Stoutland, we were told early in the game, was not on the sideline. He had some kind of 
uh, health situation. And then uh, Lane Johnson said that he was rushed to the hospital uh, and underwent some tests and then was given the clean bill of health and returned to the game, returned to the sideline, uh, sort of like a Willis Reed moment for a coach. So without knowing too much about it and uh, Sirianni didn't, didn't go too much into it either. I'm, I'm glad that he's okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I just seemed like a up. pretty scary situation yeah. uh, when it happened. Agreed. Roy Eastvan. 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 Who I think is a New Yorker. Or... I think that might be right. So You're a big Eastvan guy? Never spoken to him. Okay. would like to have the opportunity to one day. <laughs> one day. Yeah. I feel like if I feel like where there's a will, there's a way. I feel like you <laughs> might be able to make that happen. No, we'll see. Okay. We'll see. What's going on this week? Uh, I think it's going to be a, a quiet week for the Eagles. I, I think, uh, you know, we'll talk to Sirianni on Monday. And, uh, uh, you know, they're going to try to get healthy. The players are going to be off. And they'll reconvene next week. What's up for you this week? <laughs> Just uh, got a lot going on my – yeah, got a lot going on. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. and uh, yeah, taking care of some some, some stuff away from, from work for a bit. It's been a long few months here. That's true. It has been a long slog uh, this late week, this late season by. Okay. So, I mean, do you, do you think, do you think that it will be like full fledged within the city quarterback controversy on fire of these next two weeks? Or do you think, do you think that's overstating it? I don't, I don't think it's going to be full fledged, but I think there's, there's going to be, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the, the volume and the heat are going to be higher. I imagine, look, this is great for talk radio, right? These next two weeks, they're not going to have to search deep for discussion points. I think callers are going to have opinions on it. And look, I'll say this: like that's this is what's great about sports. I, I I've been seeing. I haven't been on Twitter that much since the game ended. But I see some people being like, "Oh, Philly again!" You know, this is ridiculous. This this shouldn't. This is. I also think this is like what's what's fun. Like I think quarterback controversies is part of what's fun about sports. Yeah, I mean, this you is know? all. I, yeah. Well, this is like a we're like quarterback conversation. This is this is a a, a good one at least. Like yeah. it's not like you're trying like you're deciding between two jabrones. Exactly. Like this is a team that exactly with with four games left on their schedule yeah. has a chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, like passionate opinions. I, I like passionate opinions. I hope we get it. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we will have a podcast this week with Sheila. I think we're thinking Wednesday uh, during the day at some point. We'll we'll uh, come to you with specifics of that later on it'll be a one pod week and uh i guess that's about it so um i suppose i should close the show back to this accent and say that uh we will talk to you on wednesday for shield wherever he is i'm sure that he is going to love this part of the episode for shield for marissa for zach for elijah who i was told was featured in a very lovely portion of the broadcast. I did not get to see it. However, I do look forward to watching that. Uh, shout out to Elijah Riley for everything that he has done for this organization, for this community, for humanity. Everything about him has been spectacular. So for all of us here at Birds With Friends and for everybody in my family, I say, <laughs> Thanks for listening, and as always, we do very much love you.